Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, well, it was a big weekend. Got the uh, numbers in, and maybe yeah. some surprises happened over the weekend in the voting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, yesterday was National Peanut Butter Day. We did a, yes. a poll on uh, your favorite peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was an important day. Yeah. Uh, Jeff won 48.9%, like 49% of the vote. Flawed. Mm-mm. Nope. What? Oh, man. What? Skippy. No, well, okay. The, the Skippy Natural with honey. Oh, with honey. Excellent. Okay. It is excellent. Yes. Uh-huh. Other than that, though, I'm a Jif guy. Okay, so Jif, Jif is, is definitely the best peanut butter. Uh, but I do like that that all natural Skippy with the with the honey in it. That's good stuff. Wow. Seventeen point seven percent for Skippy. Peter Pan. Oh my gosh, that's just awful. Fourteen point two and other nineteen point two. Uh huh. All right. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Pat heads weren't uh, weren't so thrilled with that poll because there wasn't the duh I don't know option. Yeah. Which, uh, of That's course, hurtful. should be a part of every mm-hmm. Pat-related poll. Huh. Uh, also, South Carolina results. Oh, there was some other yeah, voting going on? Yeah, there was some other voting no, going uh, on. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Biden won handily. Yeah. I mean, handily by 31 points. Almost 32. Uh, he was very close to 50%. 49.8. Wow. 49.8%. I didn't see that kind of victory coming. Wow. I mean, he crushed Sanders, 18.9%, Steyer at 12.6%, uh, and we lost him. Oh, no. What happened? We lost him. Uh, Tom Steyer dropped out. Oh. Ooh. You know, that was a terrible... I saw a headline, uh, is this the worst presidential campaign ever over the weekend? He spent $253 million, $250 million of which was from his own pocket. Oof. His wife moved to South Carolina. And he spent thirty three hundred per vote that he got. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. What a bad campaign! And dropped out. And goodbye. Bye bye. Uh, so he's gone. Mm-hmm. As is <gasps> Mayor Pete Buttigieg. We lost him. We lost him. So Buttigieg and Steyer are both out. I'm a little surprised. I'm. I'm. Uh, I think Buttigieg. I think Mayor Pete's more dangerous now that he's out. Because he could be a kingmaker later, or he could be the the candidate that they settle on uh, at the convention. If nah. if Biden and Sanders don't uh, figure it out beforehand, no way. He's the one that I've been most concerned about the entire time, and I still am. But no way would he be the one. Uh, you know, it'd be somebody like Hillary would sneak in at that point. Al Gore. Richard Gephardt. Oh, yeah. Dick Gephardt's still looming Gephardt. out there. Yeah, Dick Gephardt's still right. out there. That's right. Okay, well, I take it back. Still out there at 78 years old. He's ready to go. <laughs> well, he's ready. He's a, he's a spry. <laughs> he's a spring chicken. Well, actually, in 2020, compared to the candidates that they have, uh, he definitely is a, yeah. a spring chicken. So yep. you're absolutely right. But congratulations to the Democrats. Uh, their final two are uh, rich old white guys, which is exactly how they try to characterize the Republican Party. So here you go, Democrats. You got your two. Uh, Although they're not guys. the final two yet. Okay, well. I mean, it's, it's a little premature. I don't know about that. Do you have Amy, Amy Klobuchar is in? Um, let's see. Who else? Warren is in. 
Mm-hmm. I'm talking about look at the delegates already. It's 57-51, I think, out of the Yeah, game. it is. Sanders, uh, 57, Biden, 51. And so Buttigieg leaves 26 delegates out there, which, again, could come in handy in July. Warren has eight, Klobuchar, Klobuchar seven. So, yeah, they're way behind. And, you know, Bloomberg's still in there somewhere. I mean, he'll, he'll just keep spending money mm-hmm. uh, and wasting money. But uh, huge, huge win for Joe Biden. This was critical for him uh, over the weekend. He had to have that South Carolina firewall. He needed that really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And he got it. He got it uh, big time. So uh, we'll see if this carries over for him into tomorrow. Yeah, 20 states tomorrow. 20 states voting. I think it's only 15. I think it's 14 Mm. states in one territory. What? That's what I keep reading. Are you saying that I don't know how to add? Because, I mean, it's not like there's evidence that supports that claim. True. Two, three, four, five. Um, 14 states, one territory. 15 total. Hey, Pat, tomorrow's Super Tuesday. There's yeah. uh, 14 states, and, and there's one, one territory. territory okay. huh. And uh, that's happening tomorrow. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, did, I did know so that. So do you think Mayor Pete's going to end up uh, being one of these guys' vice presidents uh, by getting out this quickly? Uh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he helps anybody that much. Maybe if they're looking for identity politics. They want the gay vote. I I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what. I I don't know how he helps because he's. I don't think he's that popular in Indiana. Is he? It's uh. not going to help you win Indiana mm. because Trump's going to win that. Yeah, I think you're right there. So okay, we'll see. This is we'll uh, see tomorrow. I just I just love how we don't have to wait another week or you know week plus in some yeah. cases. It's like it's on tomorrow. Just bang, we're right back mm-hmm. into it. Uh, so it's essentially. A national primary yeah. tomorrow, um, including Texas. So we'll be voting tomorrow. And, uh, you know, you going for Buttigieg or, uh, man, it's too late for Buttigieg. Going for Biden or Sanders. It's going to be a tough one for you. Oh, for me? Yeah. Oh, I already voted. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? Yeah, I already voted. Oh, you voted early? Yeah. Yeah. I'm did done. you? I'm done. That was smart. Yeah. I don't like lines. I don't like people. Uh, so anyway, I just I knocked it out <laughs> middle of the day uh, like, last week. You like people? Yeah. Okay. Just All generally right. speaking. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, and uh, it was it was Thursday afternoon, middle of How the afternoon. How many people were there? That's what I'm trying to think. There's probably probably about 15 machines. I would say when I was voting, maybe six were occupied. Uh, okay. Which is still better than you would expect on an yeah. early voting day. You know, in the middle of the week. Did you get the impression they were mostly there for Trump, or were they there for the Democrats? Any mm, idea? I think that area probably, probably Republicans. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's. Uh, there's a lot of delegates too. Remember how that complicated Texas thing is, and you know there could be yeah. hundreds of delegates just in one fell swoop. But I'm also hearing how the super delegates are probably going to work against Bernie yet again. I tell Good. you, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. please, please prepare for the worst in July. That could turn really ugly. And and Good. and if it doesn't matter who the Democrats choose, I'm wondering that if Bernie gets screwed over again by his party, uh-huh. does that bode well for Trump in November? In other words, no matter who the Democrats have, are the Bernie supporters going to be like, you know what? Not showing up for whoever just robbed Bernie yet again. Let's hope so. So, so that'd you, be awesome. You might want to root for anybody but Bernie. 
Yeah. So that the Bernie bros, I mean the Bernie Bolsheviks, just stay home in November. I'm definitely rooting for anybody but Bernie. Yeah, for more reasons than one. Yeah, I, I don't want any part of that. I mean, if, you know, he, he it, it, it's just such a wild card to say that he's the easiest to beat. Right. I, I don't know that that's the case. I don't know. Careful what you wish In for. America anymore? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it just might be enough millennials that vote for this guy that push him over the top. I, I don't, I wouldn't take that chance. Certainly don't want to take that chance. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, second coronavirus death has been confirmed now in the U.S. A uh, man in his fifties and a man in his seventies both were high risk, had other health issues apparently. Both in the Seattle, Washington area. So two people from Washington have succumbed to the coronavirus in the United States now. Really sad. Um. And they say it may have spread undetected for weeks in the U.S. Yeah, we're just reaping the uh, whirlwind from that now. Yeah, and uh, what are we up to? About uh, 80 cases in the U.S.? 80-something? Is it that many? Yeah. Wow. It was 60 on Friday. Yeah. Well, it's better than Iran that, uh, what was I seeing? Iran, they had, remember that we had the clip of the guy, you know, sweating and stuff? <laughs> He's still alive, but another one of the uh, top uh, advisors there in Iran has died. Oh, really? This news just broke. Jeez. And uh, so now in Iran, 66 people have died, which Oof. is the highest death total outside of China. And what was the other thing I read? Um, that just uh, in the last 24 hours, I really want to find this stat. It was fascinating. In the last 24 hours... 523 new cases in Iran. They're up to oh my gosh, 1501 in that country. Wow. So there you go. And well, this- did you see they were licking some Muslim monument or something? It's some traditional thing that Muslims do. They're licking this, I don't know what, something okay. like statue or something. Time out. Safety tip. If any of your traditions involve licking in this day something, and age, uh, and I'm not licking it. No, you need to find that. a new tradition. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness, no. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if that's uh, contributed to, contributed to <laughs> the uh, spread a little bit. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's possible. I'm just saying it's possible. That's all. <laughs> so. Ooh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> this continues to to go downhill pretty fast with this coronavirus thing. Um. Back in August, you might remember Bill Maher openly rooting for a recession to oust Trump. Here's uh, here's that little segment, and he just may get his wish here. All right, Josh, isn't the Fed cutting rates now just going to make the next economic downturn worse? What's your prediction? I've been hoping for a recession. People hate me for it, but yeah, it, w- it would get rid bad. of Trump, so you shouldn't hate me for it. I mean, recessions are really bad. People lose their jobs and their I know. And, we, and we shouldn't wish It's them. worth it. Wow. Wow, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth it. People Would it be worth it jobs? if it's you, Bill? Good grief. Jeez, that's crazy. Well, this coronavirus, I mean, it's doing some serious harm to the economy. It's doing some serious harm to the stock market and thus, uh, you know, creating some problems in the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Ocasio-Cortez is uh, speaking out against... Mike Pence leading the effort uh, here in the United States against the coronavirus. She says that he literally 
does not believe in science. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Mike Pence literally does not believe in science. It is utterly irresponsible to put him in charge of U.S. coronavirus response as the world sits on the cusp of a pandemic. The decision could cost people their lives. Pence's past decisions already have. <laughs> what? Love, what? Come on. I love our guy Chris Brady who said, uh, barmaid says, former barmaid says that uh, Mike Pence not qualified to. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> As governor, Pence's science denial contributed to one of the worst HIV outbreaks in Indiana's history. He's not a medical doctor. He's not a health expert, and neither is she, by the way. <laughs> uh, he is not qualified nor positioned in any way to protect our public health. Uh, but she is. <laughs> as, uh, as we just mentioned, the former barmaid, she's the <laughs> one that can get this done? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's... Uh, just the sheer insanity. Yep. It's just hard to take. Uh, all right. 888 Also, uh, AOC was out um, talking about religious freedom. Yeah, uh, this is fun. This is fun, too. This is one of those, you know how, Pat, you like to say, you know, some we clips. get through it once. Right. So I play some clips beforehand mm -hmm. for you. This is one of those where I no, just. I haven't seen this I yet. knew going in. This is a one timer for Pat. All right. Let's I'm see this. Experiencing this hearing, and I'm struggling whether I respond or launch into this question as a legislator or from the perspective of a woman of faith. Because <clears throat> I cannot. It's, it's very difficult to sit here and listen to arguments in the long history of this country of using scripture, scripture. and weaponizing and abusing scripture to justify bigotry. White supremacists have done it. Those who justified slavery did it. Those who fought against integration did it. And we're seeing it today. And Sometimes, especially in this body, I feel as though if Christ himself walked through these doors and said what he said thousands of years ago, that we should love our neighbor and our enemy, that we should welcome the stranger, fight for the least of us, that it is easier for a rich man, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into a kingdom of heaven. He would be maligned as a radical and rejected from these doors. <laughs> I, and can't, I can't take it. I know. Oh, you can't? I, I can't take it. Oh, you can't? Can't take it. Okay, because she's, you know, she's saying that on the same day that she's tweeting about her brother in Christ, Mike Pence, right. not being qualified to head up yeah. The coronavirus task force. Right. And on the same, you know, in the same legislative body where she sits and votes against uh, babies being treated if they've been born alive after a failed abortion. I mean, that's unbelievable. Shut up. What a what an idiot. What an absolute moron. Mm. And she sounds like such a moron, too. Like a valley girl moron. Every time she speaks. Would you say maybe sounds like a barmaid? Perhaps? And um, <laughs> so like, oh, shut up. Hard to take. It's really hard to take.
also, the uh, Nebraska Family Alliance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stumbled uh, on this clip, and we watched it last week, and it just so happened it's perfect uh, for AOC to watch this. Yeah. Let's check this out. Justice Black wrote in the landmark 1947 case, Everson versus Board of Education. In the words of Jefferson, the First Amendment clause against establishment of religion by law was intended to erect a wall of separation between church and state. That wall must be kept high and impregnable. Sounds nice, but any idea what Justice Black was doing before joining the Supreme Court? He was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, a racist, oh. anti-Catholic organization that included separation of church and state as part of their creed, to which new members, who Justice Black was in charge of for the largest clan cell in the South, pledged their allegiance to the eternal separation of church and state. <laughs> Justice Black twisted Jefferson's original quotation and strategically embedded it in Supreme Court jurisprudence. Since then, Justice Black's wall, which has become the modern interpretation of the phrase, has been used to promote intolerance and yep. discourage people of faith right. from participating in the public square. So mm -hmm. true. According to constitutional law professor Daniel Dreisbach, for much of American Love history, the phrase separation of church and state and its attendant metaphoric formulation, a wall of separation, have often been expressions of exclusion, intolerance, uh -huh. and bigotry. Mm. These phrases have been used to silence people and communities of faith and to exclude them from full participation in public life. Right. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff. So congratulations. Uh, be sure to you know tell your friends that say separation of church and state. Congratulations. You just quoted the KKK creed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, it's a phrase that's not in the Constitution and of the United that States too. of America. Yep. <laughs> so you know it's not that hard to figure that out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. According to Yahoo Finance, the global superfood market will grow by another two hundred billion by uh, twenty twenty three. Experts agree that eating superfoods is the easiest way to get nutrient dense foods. Best part is it's all natural. Well, most of the time, the trick is finding a product with the best quality ingredients. With you know, not something that's just extracted from something else. It's actual food. And that's why I love Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA or certified organic fruits and vegetables. It can assist with your immunity. It'll reduce the risk of heart disease. It's prebiotic, probiotic, great source of vitamins and minerals, all kinds of really good things in your body. If you don't like vegetables, this is such a great way to get them into your body. Go to BrickhousePat.com. You'll get... It's 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. And even better, if you sign up for a recurring subscription, you can save an extra 10% every month. So build a better you one brick at a time. It's BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Chris Matthews might be in a little bit of trouble. Just a teeny bit. He's like <laughs> disappeared from MSNBC. Uh, there's a hole where he once was. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hole at the anchor's desk where Chris was. <laughs> so it's uh, a little weird because he's had, he's had a tough week or two. He had that thing where he compared uh, Sanders' victory in Nevada to... Uh, I don't know. The French, French uh, losing in two days or something. Yeah, in World War II. Uh -huh. Yeah. To the Nazis. I mean, yeah. So what? Big deal. 
Oh, but that was just horrifying to people. Yeah, they wanted him to resign because uh, he dared breathe the word Nazi and Bernie Sanders in the same <sighs> sentence. Come on. So now he had a little trouble identifying what black person he was talking to, which is another problem. Uh, here's a here's a peek at what happened to him over the over the weekend. Jamie, I see you standing next to the guy you're gonna beat right there. Maybe, maybe, maybe Lindsey Graham. Uh, no, Tim Scott. Tim Scott. That's Jamie. Tim, Tim Scott. Scott. Who's that? That's Tim Scott. <laughs> Who's that? Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the other senator, Tim Scott. What am I saying? Big mistake. Mistaken uh, identity, sir. Sorry. Oh, Tell me how you're gonna beat uh, Lindsey. Everybody knows Lindsey. <laughs> oh. Oh no. man. Oh my. That's bad. That's really bad. Who's that? I mean, that reminded me of a certain song. Who pays <laughs> your salary? <laughs> but wow, man, that is. That's bad. That was so bad. And the yeah. guy was on a satellite link. Because what do you open yourself up to? All black people look alike, and you can't you can't tell the difference. That's what you've opened yourself up to. And they're all whispering in his ear, Tim Scott. That's Tim yeah, Scott. That's Tim Scott. Yeah, he didn't realize it himself. <laughs> Everybody was telling him, that's Tim Scott. What? No, Chris, that's Tim Scott. Who's that? Tim Scott's a Republican senator from South Carolina. That's Tim <laughs> Scott. Okay? <laughs> that's not the guy you're talking to. <laughs> Man, that was... Oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Yeah, Pat Head's had fun with that over the weekend, for sure. Uh, and it reminded... Yeah. Some of what Hillary Clinton said uh, years ago. Um, yeah, watch this. What do you think of Cory Booker's, and you didn't comment on him, and you're feel free Oh, I, I adore yeah, him. What do you think about him saying, kick them in the shins, essentially, start to get to that kind of political... Well, that was Eric Holder. Yeah, Eric Holder. Oh, Eric Holder, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know they all look alike. No, they no, don't. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Good times, right? Good yeah. times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Really good times. Good times like this. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream mm-hmm. African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, yeah. and clean. clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. It's a storybook, man. It's a storybook. <laughs> it's a storybook. You, just, you don't get that with, uh, you know, black people. You just don't get that with <laughs> I mean, next thing you're going to be telling me there's a black Disney princess. <laughs> Goodness. Wow. That's uh, so yeah. Now he's, he was absent from the network's live coverage of the South Carolina primary on Saturday. Um, one day after being accused of sexual harassment by GQ columnist, Laura ba- Bassett. Oh, among other allegations, Bassett in a GQ opin- opinion piece published Friday claimed Matthews told a network makeup artist to keep putting makeup on her and asked, why haven't I fallen in love with you yet? <laughs> what? What? Weird stuff. Wow. In 2016, <laughs> right before I had to go on a show and talk about sexual assault allegations against Donald Trump, uh, the second, uh, he, she said, uh, Matthews looked over at me in the makeup chair next to him <laughs> And said, why haven't I fallen in love with you yet? When I laughed nervously and said nothing, he followed up to the makeup, makeup artist. Keep putting makeup on her. I'll fall in love with her. Oh, what? <laughs> I mean, is that really a big deal? Yeah, well. 
I guess it is. And then he continued. Another time, he stood between me and the mirror and complimented the red dress I was wearing in the segment. You going out tonight? He asked. Uh-oh. I said, I-, I don't know. And he said again to the makeup artist, make sure you wipe this off her face after the show. We don't want her, uh, her up so some guy at a bar can look at her like this. Like what? <laughs> like what, Chris? The way you're looking at her right now? Oh, that's just weird. I'm pretty sure that behavior doesn't rise to the level of illegal sexual harassment, she added. But mm-hmm. if, uh, but it undermined my ability to do my job well. And after I published a story about it, even though I didn't name him, dozens of people reached out to say they knew exactly who it was. I, you know, would it surprise anybody to know that Chris Matthews is, you know, kind of a douche? I, I don't think that would surprise what? too many people. Who's that? Uh, but it looks like he might be gone. I mean, between that right. and all the stuff that he's doing on the air, it just may be time for uh, Chris Matthews. Maybe he's already gone. He might already be so, out. Yeah, think of that. Over the course of seven days, he angered the MSNBC base by the, the analogy with the French and the Nazis and Bernie, right? Right. He said Tim Scott and this guy running against Lindsey Graham got them confused. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. this claim getting some traction. This yeah. probably is getting traction because the other stuff's going on and the left has spent the last week trying to figure out how to get him out. It might be time for a retrospective of Chris Matthews' greatest hits because oh yes, I think we lost him. I think we lost him. I think you're right. There's some great stuff in his past like this. Uh, you know, I forgot he was black tonight for an hour. <laughs> you know, I work for Americans for Prosperity. This is not about well, the Koch brothers. But, this is about freedom for... Well, who's in- paying in- your salary? <laughs> I work for Americans for Prosperity. Or who's non-profit. paying your salary? Uh, unions are... Americans for Prosperity. I came here to talk about the policy, and this no, is about freedom. This is about economic liberty. Who's paying your salary to do what you're doing Chris. right now? I just told... I just told you, Americans for Prosperity, we're a 501c4, and we've been advocating. What's that? I'm sorry? What's that? Who's paying your, we, to do this today? I, I just, I just told you, Americans for Prosperity, we're a nonprofit. We're for, I just told you what the answer is. I came Uh, uh on here to, I came here to talk about policy. This is about freedom for workers. My family were union workers, and they had to leave the state a long time ago. So hey, you're Chris, not, just to make this clear, prosperity. Mr. King, you're the president of an international union. You were elected and you serve and you get paid by the union. I understand that. I just want to understand with this other fellow how he finances him, his being here today because there's a real question whether you're a front for the owners, for the people that really don't like unions. And you tell me you're not, you won't answer the question who's paying your salary. He's answered it four times. Who's paying you? <laughs> who's paying you? We have you? over 3,000 donors oh here in this. Oh, gosh. Americans for Prosperity. I told you we're a nonprofit, just like the Red Cross, just in, like any so other great. nonprofit. And that, of course, led to this. What's that? <laughs> Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? <laughs> Good right. stuff. Ah, uh, man. Uh, then you had. Uh, this classic moment. Let me finish tonight with the American president we're American. about to lose. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama is, above all, a fine man. Just look at him. Look is at there him. a husband, a father that we would wish more as a model for our sons, for our sons-in-law to have and raise our grandchildren? Is there anyone who carries himself better in word and sentiment and temperament and no. optimism? Gosh, no, no. Hope. No, there's nobody. Um, he went on to say <laughs> at one point that Barack Obama was perfect. He was a perfect person. Oh. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Then, of course, I don't know if I still have it. I can't, I can't find the. Uh, I can't find where he said 
um, that bur- yeah, there was a thrill going up his leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Unless, do I have? Looked up uh, this. Like no. a thrill. Yeah, it's, no. Thrill is, the thrill is gone. Um, do you remember this, though? This, I mean, this shows how much Chris Matthews changed over the years. Because this was back in, I don't know, 2005 or six when Glenn was on CNN Headline News. About a third of the uh, population shows Chris up Matthews. to vote. This time it was mm-hmm. over 60%. Right. People were sick to death of it. They wanted their voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. And people in uh, uh, that play partisan politics and the media mm-hmm. and everything else want you to believe that your voice doesn't matter. That you think is they wanted, you think the word? Do you think the word circus would have been used so many times that they thought a liberal Democrat was going to win? Oh, I don't know. Huh. I, I, think I, think, I think the word circus was meant to diminish the significance of a Republican yeah, victory. Maybe. I think everybody thought it was going to be a circus. Wow. At least I, I did. When it first started, and, you know, there's Mary mm-hmm. Ca- Carey and uh, Gary Coleman, et cetera, et cetera. It looked like a circus. But i got to tell you, there were many lessons to learn um, in, okay. the, uh, in the recall election. You're great. I, li- I listen to you all the time. I think you're about 30 years older than you are. You're amazingly smart for such a young guy. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Glenn, back. <laughs> I mean, how much did that guy change over the years Yeah. at MSNBC? That's mm-hmm. absolutely astounding. Really amazing. Oof. And now I think he's I think he's gone. I think we lost him. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. See if he's there tonight. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. <clears throat> Rants out loud tweets. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez literally won a science fair so she can build a volcano against the coronavirus. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Scotty Sweatman, AOC couldn't be any less credible in that clip if she were lecturing us on architecture in a collapsing building. Mm. Uh, very true. From Mary McLaughlin, I have promised myself not to be mean on Twitter and <clears throat> hear people calling you a barmaid. I'm here to correct the mean tweets. You're a bartender, and you continue to serve drunken people. You're slosh. <laughs> is she a bartender? Was she a bartender? Oh. Uh, well, because if she's a if she was a bartender, she's got experience mis- mixing drinks, so okay. you know she's good on the coronavirus. Oh, I yeah, see she can, what you did yeah, there. She can, she can cure diseases. Uh, <laughs> if you can mix a drink, uh-huh. you can uh, you can save people's lives. <laughs> Although. It's probably more likely she's been taking people's lives by serving yeah. them too much. And just a, <laughs> just a reminder, mm. she was mocking Vice President Mike Pence, saying he wasn't yeah, qualified. No, no qualification for, for uh, overseeing the coronavirus effort. Jeez. Mm. But mm. she has it. She's yeah. got plenty of experience. Ooh, you know that. She's good. You know that. She's good. So now that, now that 80 people have the virus, two people have died in America, if you get sick... Do you go get checked for coronavirus now? Hmm. Uh, I I got sick over the weekend, and I thought, well, how do I know this isn't coronavirus? Oh, boy. <laughs> Have you traveled uh, to Washington State? <laughs> no, but, you know, there a lot of people are getting it, and they don't know where it came from now. Mm-hmm. They don't, it's a community spread. Yeah. I saw one of the uh, <clears throat> persons in Seattle that tested positive was a, a mail carrier. USPS employee. Oh, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder if he got it from something that was delivered on the mail. Somebody touching it who was sick. Because yep. it can live on stuff. 
And I don't know about that you. That sucks. But when I'm going through eBay or Amazon or something <sighs> like that now, yeah, I'm not buying anything that says China. It's coming from China. Yeah, uh, that's a good safety tip right now. I think. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Uh, wow. I. I mean, I. The stock market can't keep going down. You know, the economy can't keep taking a hit. Yeah. We've got to have a solid economy in November. For the election. Yes, we do, and by uh, the way. Otherwise, we're going to have Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden as uh, president of the United States. No, no. Um, coronavirus totals 88. Sorry, not 80. It's 88. 88. So we're at 88 in the United States. Jeez, okay. Two deaths. Oof. Um, Joe Biden won big in South Carolina. Again, by like 31, 32 points. Close to, close. I guess 31 points. Because uh, it was about 50 to 19 Biden over Sanders. And then Steyer was a distant third despite all the money he spent. 12.6%. He dropped out of the race. As did uh, Pete Buttigieg, which was a little surprising to me. Because Buttigieg supposedly was making... He was bringing in a lot of money. A lot of campaign donations. He was getting... He was among the leaders in campaign contributions. Uh, so I thought he might stick this out for a while, but I'm glad he didn't. I'm fine with him getting out. Yeah, he's got that vice presidential angle now. That's probably what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Probably. So so what, we got six left, right? So who we got left? We've got Biden and Sanders, mm-hmm. Bloomberg, Warren, Warren Klobuchar, and uh, Tulsi still hanging on. And Tulsi, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't even make it to the to the debates. Uh huh. And uh, got zero percent in one of these. I think it was Nevada. I think she got 0%. Literally 35 votes in Nevada. Ouch. <laughs> well, she didn't spend <laughs> That's not good. 3300 bucks, no, 3400 bucks like Tom Steyer did per vote. That's true. Ridiculous. Very true. So you think you have the coronavirus? Uh yes. You're going to go get Pretty tested? Pretty sure I do. Yeah, I might, yeah. Go to the doctor? I think I will. I'll just do the local test and then they'll have to send it to the CDC and we'll find out this week, I guess. Uh, what I've got. So <laughs> I'm going to stay on this side of the room. Uh, okay, yeah, you should probably should. Week and long. we won't shake hands. No. All right? No. And I'll try to cough into my arm. That's good. I'll try. I and mean, like I you can't, sneeze into your elbow? Promise. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay>. Both. Um, <laughs> Biden has been telling this uh, massive lie yeah. lately. So weird. He actually got caught on it. Um, but he... I don't... Why do they do this? When you know it's just... It's going to be found out. People are going to look into it. They're going to say, oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't realize he got arrested in South Africa yeah. with Nelson Mandela. So uh, let's look into that. Let's find out about that. Maybe we can get some video and on he that. he told it over and over again over on the trail. and over again, he's telling this story about how he was arrested in South Africa with Nelson Mandela. And then, uh, no, okay, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> What's that? Okay. Uh, I do want to ask you about one thing that you've said repeatedly on the trail. I think it's three times now. You said that during a visit to South Africa uh, to visit Nelson Mandela, which I know was a very memorable visit for you, that you were arrested when you were there. Your campaign has come out since and said, no, no, no. You were separated from other people at the airport. But you did say arrest three yeah. times. What? Why? Why? Good question. 
Well, what, what I meant to say was, I, I got off that. Look, I, I look, strongly, I got, look, strongly, strongly opposed the tar- apartheid. I was one of the yeah, leaders. If you doubt it, go on JoeBiden.com. Nobody doubts what, what we doubt George is Schultz why you lied. Tell us committee. about that. And here's the deal. Why'd you lie? I was with a black delegation, the CDC, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the Congressional Black Caucus. You're they had me get not, off a plane. The Offer Connors got on in their short pants and their guns, let me off for, led me off first, and moved me in a direction. Totally different. I turned around and everybody, all the entire black delegation was going another way. I said, I'm not going to go in that door that says white only. I'm going with them. They said, you're not. You can't move. You can't go with them. And they and they kept me there until finally I decided they were clear I wasn't going to move. And so what they finally did, they said, okay, they're not going to make the congressional delegation go through the black door. They're not going to make you're me go through the white the door. Question. They went, took us up, my memory serves me, through a baggage claim area up to a restaurant, and they cleared out a restaurant. I felt strongly about apartheid, one of the reasons we were there. And after, long after this, when Nelson Mandela was freed and came to the United States, he came to my office. Right, but why did you lie? He was one of the most incredible <laughs> men I ever met. He sat down off and thanked me, thanked me for trying to all the work I did on apartheid. (laughs) And so that's that's the context. Yeah, but why did you lie? I I, I I didn't ask for the context. I was not able to move. Why'd you lie? Cops, Upper Connors would not let me go with them, made me stay where I was. But why'd you lie? I guess I I wasn't arrested. I was stopped. I was not able to move where I wanted to go. Yeah, but why'd you lie? That was the question. I guess I wasn't arrested. That's kind of something that sticks with you. I guess I wasn't arrested. But I, I couldn't move for a minute. Couldn't, well, couldn't I couldn't move. move. That's, right. a, that's the same as being arrested, right? That's oh. a lot like somebody putting handcuffs on. Yeah, I couldn't move for a minute. Like, uh, did they take me in, in handcuffs to the, to the jail cell? No. Uh, but I did have to stand there for a minute. Yeah. I stood there, right there. So oh, okay. when you're in line uh, at the grocery store and you really can't move. I was arrested. I was arrested the same in as line. Being arrested. In line at Kroger, I was arrested. Right. And Costco backs up on the weekends, man. That's like hard time. I've been arrested many times at Costco. Right? Yeah, many times. Because uh, I've stood there a lot of times. And uh, I mean, they asked me to go into one one section and I went in another one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I tell you, some of those lines are so long, it's like they threw away the key. You just stand there waiting. It's like, okay, oh, oh, I see. The members go on one side and the cart goes on the other side. Whatever. I feel like I'm being arrested right now, Mr. Costco. It's unbelievable. I mean, that is unbelievable. And and he's not held accountable. No. Because he he's let off the hook by babbling this, let me give you context nonsense. I don't want the context. I want to know why you lied about it. Why did you lie, Joe? And let me get this reference of Nelson Mandela wow. coming to the United States. Let me let me slip that in there. I mean, what yeah. in the world? And and of course, he waits until um, after the vote in South Carolina uh, yep. to admit this. Yes, because he doesn't want his little story that he's been telling black voters in South Carolina the truth that he was never arrested. Amazing! Wow. It's amazing. I mean, you're, and how does that help you? What it just makes makes it look like uh, South Africa was even worse than they were because they were arresting American officials, right? I mean, he went over there and he was a big apartheid guy or anti-apartheid guy. And so they arrested him for that because he's white and he's from the United States. Uh, Very strange. Really weird. I, I, I don't even know what any of that would have meant. Yeah. They arrested him because he wouldn't go through the blacks only door or the whites only door. I don't know. Yeah. It's amazing how well he mm. did among the black vote in South Carolina. Oh, he got sixty four percent of the vote. Right. When he has a history Ooh. of 
of insensitive oh, remarks played it a few and, minutes right? ago. and and even yeah. deeper than the ones that we played yep. meanwhile uh Buttigieg, you know handles a <laughs> uh a crisis wrong in his city and gets two percent of the vote in boy they don't like south him. carolina they uh, don't and percent of the black vote you know that that's probably one of the reasons he dropped out because he, he's got no black support i think right. he had two percent of the vote or something correct and and uh, Sanders had 15, so it was 64 to 15 in the black vote for <laughs> Biden over Sanders. Ooh, that's tough to overcome. Uh, you're not going to overcome that uh, in the Democrat Party. If that's if that's the way this plays out tomorrow, uh, Biden's going to win a lot of states. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he's got um, he's got big plans uh, for an African American woman. Oh, um, he talked about that as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to appointing the first African American woman to the United States Senate. Wait, what? Not, I'm sorry. Not what? to satisfy anybody, but Wait, what? what? Okay. Is that a, is that a new job? <laughs> is of that the a executive? new thing that we don't know about? Oh, wow. Looking forward to appointing the first African American woman to the United States Senate. You're gonna appoint? Yeah. The first African American senator. That's what he said. Uh, okay. I don't know how that works. Yeah, because like, okay, so what the president is going to do in the future huh. is, is appoint senators. Right. So we we took the <laughs> we took the the state legislatures out of the equation, right? And we did popular vote in each yeah. state. And now that was just, quite some time ago. Right. So now is now is the next phase of America. It's where just the mm-hmm. president of the United States gets to just pick appoint them. Yeah. Nice. And it's going to be amazing now because there's not going to be these log jams between uh-huh. the Senate and the president. Oh, that'll speed things up. Because these will be who the president chooses. And they'll, it's going to be a lot faster now. He'll probably choose, probably choose people who are okay with his agenda, mm-hmm. uh, who are on board with it, and he'll get a lot of things through. So I didn't realize he was going to yeah. take that responsibility on there, himself. There's just too many stalemates going on right now. So the president mm-hmm. of the United States, if it's Joe Biden, is going to start appointing U.S. Yeah. senators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> it's going to be a new day. Could he screw up any more than he does? What are you talking about? You're going to appoint a black senator. What? That's bizarre. He was a senator. He knows how it works. I mean, what he, is going on he, with he him? Obviously, what's mm, going on? He meant to say uh, Supreme Court. I, I would imagine. So maybe, uh, maybe it was Supreme. I, he never corrects himself though, so you don't know if he meant to say that or not. Look, fat. He could do more push-ups <laughs> than you. <laughs> you want to go out and do a marathon? You want to run a marathon right now? N- no. okay then Uh, all right all right then don't back sass me Uh, okay all right joe and so was he asked about this over the weekend about how terrible he is on Um, the campaign chris wallace confronted him a little bit about and he called he called it his shaky performances check this out here's what he had to say about that to do that mr vice president i don't especially like asking you about this but it is an issue in the campaign and that has been your sometimes shaky performance on the campaign trail here's a story that you told at least three times oh. about nelson mandela take a look he gets called i have the again. great honor of meeting him i have the great honor of being arrested with our u.n ambassador <laughs> on the streets of soweto trying to get to see him on robbins island wait what You now say you weren't arrested and it didn't happen in Soweto. You were at the airport in Johannesburg and you were stopped from going through the door for blacks. I guess the question is, were you confused or were you just trying to embellish a story? No, 
No. No, what I was trying to, what I was doing was talking yeah. about the oh, fact that bit, uh, I was strongly opposed to apartheid. When we landed <laughs> in the first, we were going to Soweto, actually. We landed in Johannesburg. Yeah, that's... And uh, the, no. the Afrikaners took no. me off Sorry. the plane, took no. me in one direction. Were they wearing short wanted shorts? Wanted me to go through a white-only door. Uh -huh. And, in fact, I wouldn't move. I said, everybody else is going Pause through. Pause it for I'm a second. None of this has to, anything to do with what he's been asked. No. Nope. Again, what I was trying to do was uh, just, you know, I was talking about, uh, I was strongly opposed to apartheid. Okay. Hey, Chris, ever told you about how I want to appoint the first African-American woman to the U.S. Senate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that when I'm president, Chris. I'm going to start appointing African-American women to the Senate. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right, Joe. Thank you. All right, let's see the rest of this. Never gets to it. I'm going with the with, with the with the with the black with delegation the, the, that I came um, with. They said, "No, the, you can't." And I said, "Well, I'm standing here. I'm not going to move." And they would not let me move anywhere. So I guess I should have <laughs> said, "I was I was I was detained. Uh, uh, I was not able to move forward." To what they finally did was they went out and they cleared out a baggage claim area, took us all up through uh, through the baggage claim area, up and cleared out a restaurant. Look, and if what? anybody wonders whether Look. or not what I said about a my my desire and my my adamacy about apartheid you've covered it go back and look at joebiden.com that's not what we're talking about joe the, no no at, you're right at, at you, what's happened did you go to joebiden.com your record is clear no, let, me, let me ask you no. though here's something else you said this week take a look Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other Biden. Give me a look, though, okay? Look, vote for the other Biden. Uh, you haven't run for the Senate since the 2008. Senate? Yeah, you're not what a black woman, there? man. No, the content. <laughs> The context was, I said to everybody, context. I said, look, We're I'm going to context, say yeah. the same thing that I've always said. Like I used uh -huh. to campaign in Delaware. I'd say, I'd knock on the door. i say, my name is Joe Biden, Democratic uh -huh. candidate for the United States Look Senate. me over. Look me over. If you like me, help me out. <laughs> if not, vote for the other guy. Sniff, sniff. That's the uh, sentence I repeated throughout making yeah. the case. Yeah. And I said, and I'm here now to ask <laughs> His grandson's you running for look Senate. me over. It was in the context of how I said I ran. Because uh, okay. the context this, was also was it that doesn't make you get met as was pointed out by no by Cedric and others talking? in my campaign and, and, and Cedric how I and ran others. when I ran for the Senate. Why are you lying? People will not, they expect you to ask wow. them. You have this to earn just their vote. Nonsense. Buy a shotgun. Does, does anybody buy into any of that? I mean, that's crazy stuff. That's crazy. Then I love how the interview ends with uh, Chris Wallace. Oh, no. This, I mean, Mr. Vice President, thank you. Wow. Thanks for your time. Please come back in less than 13 years, sir. <laughs> All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's Chris, right, but anyway. Chuck. I just did Chris. Yeah. Oh, no, no. wait. I, I, no. I just I, did Chuck. I did Chuck. I'll tell you what, man. I just did these Chris. Are back to back. No. Anyway. No, it's I don't okay. Know how you do it early in the morning, too. Awkward. Safe, tra you, safe travels on the campaign trail. Thank you, sir. I tell you what. Awkward. How do you do it so early in the morning? What? The sun's already up, man. What are you talking about? Wow. Uh, that's awkward stuff. That's It's uncomfortable. You almost feel bad for him. Almost. Almost. I mean, almost. I, I, seriously, it, this is happening so much. You, you start to think, uh, okay, it's, a, it's really a thing now. I mean, it's really a thing you have to be worried about. Mm -hmm. If he were to be elected, could he make it through his first term even? I don't know. Boy. I don't know. That's bad. I remember when people, when Reagan was elected the second time, when he ran in 84, people were already worried about him. And we're talking about that. And toward the end of that second term, there were a few things that were concerning. Now, he got through it, and then, what, two or three years later, they announced that he had Alzheimer's. 
I, you know, you'd hate to see the same thing happen with Joe Biden. I, and, and these are things between Bernie Sanders' heart attack and Joe Biden's mental problems. Uh, Donald Trump has a lot to talk about against either one of them, and right. he will. And, and he won't he won't hesitate. I absolutely hate the context for this uh, possibility, but you really have to start thinking of the importance of who is chosen as the Democratic vice presidential nominee. Yeah, you do because that person could yeah, very right very, very easily, easily with either one of those guys yes. become president of the United States. So that's a that's a really good point. But let's Keith. make let's make sure that that's not ever an issue to right. worry about in this country. Let's right. Just, not even but go there. For- I hope they vet whoever's going to be vice president pretty carefully mm-hmm. because, yeah, if they if they were to win, heaven forbid, mm-hmm. that vice president could be president before that first term is up. Scary stuff. Yep. I mean, Biden is in really tough shape. Even though he won huge on Saturday night in South Carolina, uh, if people are watching him in these upcoming Super Tuesday states... I would be really hesitant to place my vote for him. Even if I really thought he was the right guy, he was moderate enough for me, he, you know, at least he's not a socialist and he's maybe the one who can beat Trump. You you've got to factor in his mental health right now, don't you? Absolutely. Don't forget. Wow. 14 states and one territory, right? Yep. That's uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, Super Tuesday and Already. we're going to the landscape is going to be in 48 hours, who knows what. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, I got to play one more. One more uh, Biden atrocity for the weekend. <laughs> this guy was everywhere. If he wasn't just out in left field somewhere where nobody knew what he was talking about, he was just lying through his teeth. Just, I mean, the lies that he spouted about uh, President Trump's response to the coronavirus, pretty amazing. For me, that. Um, so, that's not it. Well, that sounded familiar, though. Yeah, that's not <clears> it. <throat> uh, I wonder if that guy's running for office anywhere. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I know what I would have done differently, what we did okay. in the Ebola crisis. You know, the, 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 I heard Vice mm-hmm. President say they set up an office in the White House. We had an office in the White House. Okay. We, after the, after mm-hmm. the, after us, the, the, us d- dealing after, with a pandemic that right. could have been could have incredibly been. dangerous and, and, right. and, and affected the world, mm-hmm. Ebola, we set up an entire mechanism of how to deal with future outbreaks mm-hmm. of, 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 of pandemic of, diseases. Of. They eliminated that office when they came in play. Right. They cut the funding for CDC. They did not, no, in fact, want to want to keep the, they tried to cut the funding at, at uh, you know, uh-huh. in, at, terms in terms HHS. of HHS. And so, uh-huh. what? look, here, we... In another interview, he says NIH, the National Institute of Health in Great Britain. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, I thought this was the oh, one, but... Oh, no. <laughs> So there's another major gaffe. Well, obviously, the Democrats have big plans for our health system. But yes. We knew this was coming. <coughs> we knew this was mm-hmm. coming. Back as far as January. They didn't even begin to prepare the testing kits. I mean, yeah, this is something that's, that's kind of elementary. Uh-huh. We talked about testing kits. We're now going to get them. Well, I'm. I, look, I, I don't want to 
I don't want to talk down the possibility of mm. us being able to do this well. Why are but, you then? You know, the idea that Donald mm. Trump said just mm -hmm. several days ago this was a Democratic hoax. No, he didn't. What in God's name is he talking about? Not that. What are you talking about? Because, I mean, that's almost all lies. It's almost all pure lie. He did not cut funding, funding to the CDC. Uh, and he did not say it was a Democratic hoax. Mm -hmm. He never said that. That's been all that stuff has already been been debunked, and he just keeps spouting it. The, the other thing he was saying at the other interview was that uh, Trump was muzzling scientists in his administration. He was keeping them from speaking out, and they all came out and said he's never done that. Yeah, and at the press conference, he's not doing that on Saturday. The guy who was supposedly the one who was muzzled was at the press conference, and he said to the press right there... Not muzzled. No, I wasn't muzzled. I was just trying to get clearance on something before I released mm -hmm. it. That's mm -hmm. not being muzzled. That's just making sure that you have the the um, the permission to go ahead and release this information. That's all that is. That's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, one lie after another. They just don't care. They just... They couldn't care less because they're, they're almost never challenged on this stuff. It's surprising that anybody challenged him on the being arrested in South Africa thing. <laughs> I'm kind of amazed. Yeah. Uh, but good for them for at least at least asking him. They didn't follow up with, <clears throat> Joe, that didn't answer my question. Why'd you lie? I didn't ask for the context of your <laughs> lie. I asked for why you told the lie in the first place. But don't place. you want to know about the time that I met Nelson no. Mandela? No, I don't. Oh, no. No, I don't. How about the or the time he came to the United States and just... And what, tongue kissed you because okay. he loved you so much. Right, right. What about when the Afrikaners had uh, short shorts on? Yeah, I didn't want to know about that. Well, <laughs> he always had to slip that detail in. That was weird. Yeah, Very weird. They came on with their little shorts on and uh, whatnot. Maybe he got a little touchy-feely with them, and that's <laughs> what sticks out in his mind uh, I so much. I don't know. sniffing the hair of the Afrikaners. Oh, man. I think, they, I think they used, gee, your hair smells terrific shampoo because <laughs> that was a while ago, you know, when that stuff was very popular. And they smelled really good. They really did. Did they like it? Yeah. Like, what would you compare that scent to? I'm not familiar. Like, is it strawberries? Because I mean, well, you know, I'd have to ask Joe because it's been a while yeah. since I've smelled. Okay. Gee, your hair smells terrific. Gee, your hair hair smells terrific. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember that stuff? No. You don't remember? Gee, your really hair smells terrific. Smells terrific. Autocomplete. Thank Pretty you sure much. that's uh, gone. I love the font. It's very 70s retro mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's from a while. We need to ago. bring this back. I want to smell. I missed out on the first go around, so you now did. I want to take a whiff here. What's you going did. on? I, I want to. I'm sorry. That looks like. Uh, sorry to disappoint you, Keith. That's uh, that. <laughs> oh, look at that! Eleven things you might not know you can still buy. Is that one of them? Well, <clears throat> Is G your hair smells terrific? One of them? There's a lot of click throughs. Okay. Uh, here, here we have uh, sword canes. That's cool. And G your hair smells terrific. And 80 shampoo. Let's see. No longer the. And oh, you can buy it at the Vermont Country Store. Wow. So look at that. Online, or do I have to go to Vermont? Well, it linked to their website, sure but it didn't it. link to the product. So now I'm okay. beginning to wonder if your hair huh. still smells terrific. Probably not that not. I have any real use for it or not. You see? Ta -da. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, in New York, we've got another celebrity that is uh, joining the powers that be. Uh, Billy Idol is <clears throat> joining forces with uh, communist mayor Bill de Blasio. And this is just great stuff. Uh, here's the audio of Billy Idol with um, Mayor de Blasio. The video here. Their war on idling. Idol! Look at that. Billy never idle! Billy never idle! 
Billy never idles. Billy never idles. Idles. Billy never. And what is the idling thing? You can't sit in yeah, the car and idle. Yeah, <clears throat> like I don't know how many. Or you're going to be arrested or killed or whatever <laughs> think, in yeah. New York. I think I think uh, publicly flogged is, okay. is what they do in New York now when you leave your car running for more than thirty seconds at a time. Yes. Seriously, it's thirty seconds. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, oh. I mean, you're asking me details that are probably important. Yeah, idle probably. Ordinance. Let's see here. NYC. What do we got here? <clears throat> so if you sit and idle in your car, three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. What happens to you then? A public flogging. Okay. We've been over this. All right. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say. Let's see how cute that is. They got Billy Idol. Oh, I see what happened. Whose name is spelled differently than the idling we're talking okay. about. So now... But still, it sounds like Idol, like he'd be idling in his car. <laughs> That's cute. That's adorable. So how would you like to be the, the, great. the de Blasio staffer who has to make that call? And they're like, hey, Billy. Hey, I, I'm trying to get in touch with... Uh, <laughs> Billy Idol's <laughs> representation. And it's probably, at this point in time, it's probably Billy Idol himself who answers the phone. Probably. Right? I mean, he's doing that one commercial while, yeah. that, that came out recently. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're doing this campaign in New York where... Um, where we don't want people to idle in their cars. And your name, I, mean, I don't know if you're aware of this, it works. is Idol. So uh, we thought this would be a natural. Yeah. So, <laughs> interested? Yeah, yeah. And the answer was yes, what, obviously. What will you yeah. pay me? Yeah, so That's great. only legally authorized emergency motor vehicles can idle for longer than three minutes while parking, standing, or stopping. Uh, wow. And let's see. That's one exception. The other one is vehicles whose engine is used to operate a loading, unloading, or processing device. And then if you're found guilty, if you're not one of those two exceptions, mm -hmm. uh, let's see, punishable by death. Yes. Death, correct. okay. Yep. Wow. Nice. It, it doesn't say what the... Uh, Powerful. <laughs> I think that would stop me from idling. Right. They just... They can't... They can't not take more control in New York. They just keep removing people's freedom from them. Mm -hmm. You can't sit in your car and idle. You can't have large sodas. Well, you, I think they overturned that now. But, um, you know, they tried to take away the trans fats. They tried to take away butter. They tried to take away salt. Now you can't sit in your car. And keep in mind, it's winter <laughs> in New York. So people would tend right. to idle in their cars a little bit because it's cold. Yeah, one thing they can't take away is wow. the uh, shampoo, Gee, Your Hair Smells Terrific, available for fourteen ninety five at the Vermont Country Store. <laughs> Just posted a link. So um, wow, good. go and buy you. some. Only two yeah. and a half stars out of five? Hmm. Out of 192 ratings? That just seems... Uh, a little low. Yeah, I, I would have thought Doesn't more. seem worth it, frankly. Uh, no. Doesn't seem worth it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We mentioned uh, late last week that Tony Romo had been offered the Monday Night Football gig, and I said, you know, if if CBS even comes close to this, he should probably stay because he's he's with one of the best in the business, Jim Nance. You know, you got all the you got all the nebulous unknowns when you go over to ESPN. He'd be working with Joe Tessitore. Uh, that whole broadcast has been kind of, it's lost its luster for sure since they moved it from ABC to ESPN. Mm -hmm. uh, ESPN's never done it really well. No, no, it's a good point. Well, uh, Tony Romo just agreed to stay at, St at CBS oh, okay. for $17 million a year. Ooh, whoa. That is maybe double what he ever made in the NFL. Ah, Close that's, to it. Uh... I could buy my loyalty for 17 million. $17 million 
a year. So if they do one playoff game, well, I guess if it's going to be a 17-game schedule now, that's just a million per game, right? Yes. Not counting the playoffs. Then, right. Wow. Okay. Well, then. pretty sweet. I'm staying. I don't even know if CBS has any of the playoff games. They might. I mean, every year. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have the AFC oh, that's championship true. game and yeah, the yeah. divisional round. So he he this is the he, largest sports <laughs> analyst contract in TV history. I mean, look, he's throwing in far. the playoff games and possibly Super Bowl years for free. That was big of him. What a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> the deal to remain at CBS prevents him from entering free agency next week where ESPN was prepared to bid aggressively for him. I bet they were. Uh, Romo's new contract with CBS will pay him around $17 million a season, which is more than double the previous NFL high of $8 million per year that John Madden got. <laughs> He's going to make more than double John Madden. And you got to wonder how he <clears throat> would do with someone other than Jim Nance, because Jim Nance sets him up beautifully. Sure does. Jim Nance is awesome. Yes. And it makes you wonder how Tony Romo, like just away from him, how would he be? And I love how Michael Thomas, the wide receiver for the Saints, said, no announcer should be making $17 million a year. Okay, shut up. You're paid $20 million a year to catch a football. Yeah. All right, Michael. Anyhow, wow. so good for Tony. Yeah, good uh, for him. That's, uh, if you can get it, uh, go get it. Uh-huh. Um, during his playing career, Romo earned a total of $127 million over 14 seasons. Oh, do I have to do math or something? Yeah, divide. Really? 127 by 14. I don't 14. want to do math on the air. I hate that. There were only three. Okay, he did make more than $17 million in oh, three I can, seasons. I can put the 70s calculator down? Yeah. Okay. He made more than three. He made more than $17 million in three seasons. Mm. Huh. Well. All right. CBS was motivated by Disney's ability to start bidding on Romo uh, again next week when he could have been eligible for free agency. CBS thought Disney, which hoped to use Romo as a carrot as it goes after a Super Bowl in the next round of negotiations, they would bid $20 million per year. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, so he might have taken a little bit less than CNN or ESPN would have offered. Uh, though Romo's salary is astronomical for 20 NFL games, CBS officials felt he showed loyalty because he could have explored how high ESPN would go. <laughs> yeah, uh, 17 million reasons to stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm All right, it. I'll I, stay. I mean, look, I'm really, I'm giving you guys like a, a hometown deal here, but uh, all right, fine, 17 that's a, million. <clears throat> I, you know, you, you got to wonder how the play-by-play the -play guy feels about that because Nance, I mean, he's not hurting for money. He's probably making, look it up, I'll bet 5 million, 6 million a year, something like that. Romo's probably making triple what he is. That's just incredible. Okay, so... As far as I'm concerned, he's worth it. The net worth <clears throat> estimation of Jim Nance is $15 million. His salary is $5 million. Yeah, that's what, that was yep. my guess. $5 million a year. So he's making over three times the salary of the guy who does play-by-play. -play. <laughs> okay. That is amazing. That's amazing. And I guess the argument <clears throat> you know, Tony Romo's agent would make would probably be, what kind of ratings were you getting when it was Jim Nance and uh, was it Phil Sims? Oh, yeah. One of the blonde quarterbacks from the 80s. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, they're like the same guy. Boomer Esiason and yeah. Phil Sims. Phil Sims yeah, I don't even know. Person. Like when they when they show the set of CBS, I'm like, I okay, I know these Whatever. guys and these guys flip a coin. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, so I'm, I'm sure they're substantially higher. Anyway, he's mm -hmm. pretty well set up. I would say 
I would say he's doing well, well for himself. Tony Romo, yeah. seventeen million a year now at Tony at uh, CBS. Uh, what nice. is the um? Do we? How long was the contract for? Do we know? Did mm. it say? How many years? Let's see. Tony Romo. I don't know. Years contract CBS. But it do. Uh, three year deal. Three. Uh, well, no, that says no. His last one was three years. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, what this the long term deal. Okay. That is for significantly more than five years. Oh. So it's more than five years. <laughs> significantly more? Yes. That... It will well surpass $100 million in guaranteed money. Nice. That's nice. All right. Okay. Good cool. for you, Tony. That's All nice. Right. Uh, losing your hair sucks, mm. right? <clears throat> I mean, Keeps, though, can help you. They can help you a lot. Keeps, K-E-E-P-S, offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are on the market. Yeah, so you got to get this so you have a reason to buy that shampoo. Gee, your hair smells terrific. Right. So (laughs) all you have to do, it's really easy. You just go online and snap a few pictures of your hair. A doctor will review all your information, and then they'll recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your door. And you might be wondering, well, okay, but does it work? Well, 66% of men experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. Mm-hmm. 90% uh, experience <clears throat> the hair loss stopping. So it stops the hair loss. And then in 90% of the time, 66% of the time, you then <clears throat> grow more hair. It's just, it's awesome. It's a fantastic product. So do something about it. Here's the deal uh, that we got for you. Go to keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Pat. Get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. 50% off. Keeps.com slash Pat. Pat Gray. Billy never idles, Pat. <laughs> Billy never idles. Yeah. Yeah. I got some tweets here at Bane of Idiocy. If the president can appoint senators, as uh, Biden said he was going to do, can Trump replace Romney and every Democrat senator? Uh, the Steve 42 shaky performance is a nice way to say senile dementia. Wow. Yeah, yeah it does feel like it. Mm-hmm. Stoning Duck tweets, look, fat Joe. <laughs> Everyone was against apartheid. You're the only one lying about being arrested. Mm-hmm. So true. From Nick, Biden talking to Chris Wallace sounds like the Miss America contestant. Oh, yeah, the U.S. Americans. Uh, some U.S. Americans don't have maps. Yeah, some people out there. Um, Blaze Attic 2, there is no way he, Joe Biden, is capable, mentally capable of running this country. Uh, that's Probably very true. Yes. Uh, also, happy Independence Day to Texas today. Yeah. <clears throat> March 2nd is Texas Independence Day. Woo. Then four days later, of course, the Alamo was attacked on March 6th. The siege began. And uh, then, like a little over a month and a half later, the, the Battle of San Jacinto happened. One of the most decisive overwhelming, <laughs> unbelievable victories in military history. So it took a month and a half mm-hmm. for Texas to beat the crap out of Mexico. To uh, lure the Mexican army into the Houston area 
at San Jacinto and defeat them in in 18 minutes. <laughs> 18 minutes. Just an, an amazing military feat. Uh, all right. Also today, not only Texas Independence Day, it is, well, yesterday was the one-year anniversary. Correct, right? yeah. March 1st was a one-year anniversary of one of the most famous phone calls I think we've ever had on the show, uh, the call from Judy, who <laughs> took everything super literal. <laughs> and uh, here's how that went. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi. Pat, I yes. would like mm-hmm. you to be legitimized with Jesus Christ today. Amen. I would, I would like you mm-hmm. to tell what you really mean is the truth. When I woke up out of my sleep with the TV on uh-huh. um, to talk all the time about how wonderful Glenn Beck was and Pat Gray mm-hmm. was, that they led such a strong... Um, Strong leadership against abortion. They were totally against the law. all yeah. types of abortion. All the men and mm-hmm. women on the blaze were. Mm-hmm. And then you, to hear Denied. you say in the middle of the night, like, that your own buddy, Glenn Beck, was mm-hmm. a hypocrite. And you were a hypocrite. And when you were on the uh, Fox News, uh-huh. uh, when he, he worked at Fox before yeah. the blaze, mm-hmm. the, when my husband, who died from Agent Orange, and was such I'm a great fan that. of Glenn Beck, and now yeah. is he to hear in the afterlife? Well, wait a minute. Okay, Beck wait. Was- I mean, you're going a million different places here, and I don't even know what the allegation is. What are you saying? You were saying that Glenn Beck was huh? part of the Obama administration. Yeah. It, and that he never meant any of that against abortion. No, no, that's what Alex Jones was saying. It's a lie. It's not true. But you didn't say it last night. I didn't say it last night. Well, it wasn't on last night. It was yesterday. Well, you were, that was the middle of the night program. That oh, we okay. They, the replay, they, yeah. You're hearing the, the replay. Yeah. I heard the um, replay. I didn't hear it the first time. But don't you understand? Nobody explained it. It looked, sounded like everyone there were hypocrites. And I, uh-huh. I know what you stand for. Tell yeah. the truth about it. We are telling the truth. It's uh, Alex Jones is, is not telling the truth about right. Glenn Beck Judy, and, Judy, Judy. and <laughs> being part with... See, we were being facetious. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she was listening in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, I mean let's so, give her a little bit of a so appreciate the call. Though, of a break. That happens all the time. I, for, I see stuff for uh, those who you know uh, don't pick up on sarcasm, mm-hmm. perhaps or irony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Beck was not in league with Obama. Oh, I'm sorry, is it a bad time for that? Yeah, it's a really okay. bad time for that. Uh, and neither was I. Uh-huh. And nobody at this building is a member of the FBI or the CIA. <laughs> this is not an FBI-CIA substation. That's what they want. Okay. Amazing. Now, I will say, uh, Buck, Buck Sexton, yes. once worked for right. the CIA. We've made no secret about <laughs> no, that. No, we have not. Ever. And we've also made no secret of, of, of how that's how uh, Mr. Jones. You're confusing uh, her. And I call it Mr. Jones loosely, uh, uh-huh. could reach his conclusions. Yeah. Because, oh, I, gosh, there was someone who worked for the Blaze uh, who uh, mm-hmm. worked for the CIA. Now, I I made the mistake <laughs> of believing it was self-evident that yeah, Alex see. Jones was being ridiculous. You know what? you got to be a little bit more responsible now since you have but, that uh, check mark on Twitter. Right. You're verified, and so what you say holds more weight. That's so right. So Judy yourself. bought into it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Sorry. She thought we were really admitting. Yep, you caught us. By <laughs> golly. Uh, Glenn Beck is running an FBI CIA substation here out of this building. Uh, no. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the if truth. Everyone- 
And working, and let's not forget, working for Obama. Oh, that's right. Who he loved, who he secretly, secretly loved. Um, well, the secret's out now, isn't it? Secret's there, Mr. out Gray. now. And Judy, that's uh, <clears throat> there you go. You caught us again, a second time. <laughs> and I admitted it again. Uh, <laughs> March 1st, the, 2019. The call in question, I think, was this. He wants to be left standing as the new standing. vestigial leader of what's left of libertarians. Shinch. And, you know, I just said here in the office well, earlier on air, I said, you know, he brags he's got all these FBI agents that work for him, former FBI, that, you know, he's got all these people. I've talked to right. people that worked there years ago about how they watch everything we do and oh. they're supposed to be <laughs> us but then demonize us. And right, right, right. I was told that by... Mm-hmm. By high-level high level people. people. Yeah. yeah. He's always talking to high-level people. You notice that? He knows so many high-level people and talks to them all the time. I mean, repeatedly, it's not even that big of a deal. I'd be... Going into Fox Studios, be on another show. Right. They say Glenn Beck is freaking out, climbing the walls. Yeah. You can't come on now. And I'd be, that's fine. I'm going over to the View and sort going over to do, uh, you know, CNN. CNN. It's not that big of a deal, but no. you know, Glenn Beck and his quote people don't, you know, quote don't people. want you in here. They're throwing fits, <laughs> and you know they've got pull in the government. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what do you right. mean? And he what goes, man, the guy's the government. Glenn He's, Beck is the government. He is the government. Glenn and Beck you know, I could name names, but. I'm not going to name names. No, no. name okay. names, please. We, we want you to. Please name names. And then I was told by someone else. Okay. Oh, boy. High level. And these high, are people's names you'd know. High okay? level. You'd know these people. About Glenn Beck. And, yeah. and that the FBI is there, a section of it from the Justice Department. I go, but wait, he's going after Van Jones. He's going after right. Obama. Right, yeah. are like, that's all fake. It's all fake. All fake. He loves them all. Uh-huh. He loves them. He loves them all. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I probably shouldn't mention this. <laughs> On the air, mm-hmm. but I don't want to forget. We still have you and I a backlog of Alex Jones stuff that we need to be sitting around watching after the show today. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be? Uh, is that a good time for you? Nine o'clock Eastern, mm-hmm. eight o'clock Central. Got to catch up on Alex Jones because that's all we do around here is just Perhaps. watch Alex Jones. Right? Just watch yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. Jones. That's what we do at the Blaze. That's how we. Uh, <laughs> well, he's heard it from high level show. people. High level people who used to work him. here. So. Yep. And yeah. by the way, my handler is on the line, so mm-hmm. I need to step out. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Dead to rights last year. <laughs> Yesterday was the anniversary of that phone call. Uh, so <clears throat> we played the uh, Alex Jones, part of the Alex Jones clip that uh, that led to Judy calling us out and just figuring out that we really were the government. All about Obama. <laughs> you know, this is back in the Obama years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex Jones knew it all. There's just no getting uh, no getting this kind of stuff by him, you know. Uh, he and the guys are like, say. Alex, is that really true? And I said, of course it's true. Of course it's Looked true. Looked into He's him the and the government. FBI. So they started search engineing. Yeah. And guess what they found from the blaze? Oh, my Search God. engineing. Hiding this blaze. in plain view. Hiding it. I couldn't do this. And again, how do I go from Ukraine to this? How do you? Because it's the whole government is just a bunch of special interest. Special CIA, interest. CIA, NSA, FBI, corporate NCAA. groups. Building their own private All kingdoms. <clears throat> kingdoms. Basically, Glenn Beck is like a private CIA takeover of Clear Channel is yeah. basically what's happening. That's and then basically... no one else can make money at Clear Channel but Glenn Beck. Right. And at Premier, <laughs> no one else gets paid money because all the former executives went over there. Right. And it's all FBI and CIA run. And here they are openly right. hiding it in plain view. Yeah. Ten questions for Buck Sexton. 
They wow. are the Justice Department. They uh -huh. are Obama. We, and I'll just go ahead and, and we're going to put reports ahead. together. Yeah, Glenn Beck, you want it, buddy? Yes. Maybe I'll name names. Son. Do it. Do it. Name you names. You want it? You're yes. going to get it. You want G it? Give it. Yes. You're going to get it. Go, okay, give it to me. Because I gave you the benefit of the doubt. No, don't do that. And I knew you were after me and I said, leave me nah, alone. Go, go get him. Go yeah. get him. What, you think the fact that you're Benedict <laughs> Arnold going to come out? Yeah. Uh, man. You were spouting White House finger. talking points uh, three points. days before word for word it came out of Media Matters. Wow. You got the memo before they did, bud. Uh-oh. We got your ass. Ooh, yeah. Whoa, hey. <laughs> Coming on to him? <laughs> you want more? We're going to compile do. a dossier on all your people now. <clears throat> all right. And we're going to put it out for folks. We're going to realize your little base over there is a base. CIA FBI substation. <laughs> He got us dead to rights. And that's what I was saying. And then Judy picked up on it, and she well, was pissed. I yeah. don't blame her. And you notice that the, the, <clears throat> he got us. those dossiers never came out because they started with the Jeff Fisher dossier, and they're still working on that one because there's a lot to uh, compile so much. There. So much. A lot going on with Jeffy. Right. Plus, our people got to him, and we let him know. Oh. <laughs> better not. Don't we are that. the government, and uh, uh, who knows what could happen here. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> that's all. Plus, for him to realize that nobody else at at Premier can make any money because Glenn makes it all. That's why Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh, <clears throat> who are both Premier uh, personalities, are so incredibly destitute. They don't make any money. Glenn makes right. it all. Yeah. <laughs> you think um, you think forty million dollars is a lot of money that Rush Limbaugh makes? No, it's hardly anything. It's hardly anything. And Hannity makes, I don't know, 15, 20 million from the radio side. 25. Who knows? I mean, that's chicken feed. Yep. Glenn makes it all. <laughs> so, man, did he nail it. He nailed it. <clears throat> we are so transparent under his steely gaze. I got your ass, buddy. He's got it. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do with it. I, but I know we're good. He's got it. <laughs> We also caught Garth Brooks dead to rights, too. Right? Recently at his concert in Detroit. Oh, this guy. I mean, you think he could fool us? Uh, what? You think, you think you're a country star mm -hmm. and you're probably conservative-leaning? Nope. Garth Brooks mm -hmm. in Detroit, up on stage in front of everybody. During election season. Wearing a Sanders jersey. Wow. Look at that. Quite clearly, he's talking about... Bernie Sanders, even though Barry Sanders <laughs> played in Detroit for the Lions and wore the <laughs> number, number 20. 20. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and boy, so people stupid. just wanting a reason to get angry. <laughs> yep, yep. Jumped all over him. Which is ridiculous. Hello. Come on. Seriously. Really? <laughs> He's in Detroit wearing a number 20 Sanders uh, Jersey, and you think that's Bernie Sanders? When did Bernie Sanders ever wear the number 20? Maybe they thought it was 2020. Look at this. Know your Sanders. Barry, Bernie, Belt Sander, Orbital Sander, Dion, Dion Sanders. Colonel. Uh, Colonel Sanders up there. <laughs> I love great. it. But I mean, he just... Uh, nice. I, I, think, I think that maybe the folks that are going after Garth actually have a point, because <laughs> he probably didn't mean Bernie Sanders, because... Such an obscure reference. I mean, uh, of Detroit Lions over the years. I'm surprised mm -hmm. that he wasn't up there. You know, he, he picked some no-name running back they used to play. Why wasn't he wearing a Jeff Driscoll jersey, yeah. right, from back in the day? I mean, that's your, that's your mm -hmm. Detroit Lion jersey you should be wearing.
Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. Mm. I uh, mean, that's pathetic. 888 uh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also, baseball season is underway now, at least, you know, the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the warm-up games, I, I don't pay attention to this until, you know, things get going. But uh, the Astros are getting heckled everywhere they go, obviously. Everywhere. People banging on garbage cans mm. and knocking them <laughs> to their faces. So far, I've only heard about one time when a pitcher threw it at uh, one of the Astro hitters. Have you heard about more than that? That's the only one that I'm aware of, and that yeah. pitcher for the Marlins is a jerk who always throws it at uh, the Braves' uh, young superstar, Ronald Acuna. So I don't put that past him throwing at anyone, hmm. but it was it's really tough to, to decide who to root for there, uh, Urania or uh, the Astros. And so, yeah, he being the first batter of a game but uh, a lot of the trouble is really coming from the stands and the fans themselves. Yeah, here's some of the heckling they, they received. Time, the- Are you going to give the trophy back? <laughs> you guys keeping a trophy or you going to give it back? As long as you keep paying How about that? How about the rings? Are you keep paying to come going to keep the rings? You going to keep the rings or the MVP or you going to give it back? Just keep paying come see us. I'll come, I'll come <laughs> to do this. It's a good point. Uh, yep. Just keep paying to come see us. Yep. Yes, sir. I will say it. You know, my Astros fandom has definitely been affected. Mm. It just, there was just it just delegitimizes the World Series title, and it's too bad because it's their okay. only one. All right. So the follow up to that, if it does, then do you want that year to be erased? Do we need to no. give it to the Dodgers? No. No. Okay. Because that's. I mean, you're making a statement that they wouldn't have. I mean, I, I don't know that they wouldn't have won it anyway. It's a pretty talented lineup. I, we'll see this year, I guess, right? We'll see how well they do at home. Um, but again, their batting average was higher on the road. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. They did. There were some places, I don't know which stadiums, but they did have it rigged up apparently in some places as well. But how would they rig it up? I don't, I don't Who's know. Who's running a camera for them? I don't know the details. Just the article I said, uh, yeah. I read said that... Uh, That's hard to believe. They also did this in... They, and uh, some road stadiums as well. Weird. Yep. All right. Also, as uh, Tampa's WrestleMania date, which we're all oh, yeah. on pins and needles Yeah, you over. and I have our tickets. Uh, everything's lined up and ready to go. Can't wait. Yeah, this is <clears throat> WrestleMania, what, 4,386? This is WrestleMania 36. Well, that's a what? lowball figure there. It's on track for the WWE's main event in Tampa, April 5th, but uh, they're watching the coronavirus. It may be, I guess, called off or oh. postponed. Oh, no. Oh, that would You're going to have to wonder about massive gatherings of people now. Since this is being community spread, apparently, in the United States now, uh, do you go to an event like this? Well, I can tell you that... Um uh, in China, you can take a domestic mm. flight right now for as low as four dollars. Whoa! Four dollars to fly within China. If, Jeez! If you're interested, which uh, no, thank you. Four dollars. Four dollars domestic flights. Yeah. So anyhow, that's amazing. That's really something. Yeah, and then I guess a dog and yeah, dog South got... Korea or somewhere. It's. So know. did this go from human to dog? That's what they're trying to figure out. Uh, and it's a it's like a mm. a lower level um, form of it, at least. I don't the know. pet dog of a coronavirus patient in Hong Kong tested weak positive for COVID-19. Hong Kong. 
and has been put in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, it was not immediately clear if the animal tested positive due to environmental contamination of the dog's mouth or nose. Mm. The department said it does not have evidence that pets can be infected with the virus okay. or can be a source of infection Well, to I mean, people. look, it, it was butt-tongue disease. Now Remember it's that? corona. Yeah. So we tried to tell I mean, you, don't make out with your dog. The moral of the story, don't make out with your pooch. Do not tongue-kiss your dog. Mm. It's just always a good safety tip it's not worth to refrain it. from that. I mean, you may enjoy it in the moment, but uh, when you wake up the next morning, <laughs> you really regret it. Try to tell my kids all the time, my adult children, stop letting the dog lick you in the face. Stop. Uh, but they won't. Take the diseases out of it. Mm-hmm. That's the dog's washcloth. Yeah. For his unmentionables. <laughs> right. Ugh. And everybody knows it. Yes. Ugh. Uh, this is kind of weird. Uh, there was apparently a Dean Koontz. Familiar with him? Yeah. Thrill writer. Right. Um, Dean Koontz novel that was written in 1981. Okay. That supposedly predicted the outbreak of the coronavirus. <laughs> Love How it. weird. There's a, little, there's a little section of the book uh, in the chapter, The Eyes of Darkness. There's a paragraph that reads, um, I understand, Dombey said. You have to go, you have to go back. Can we take a look? Did the you have to go back you? 20 months. It was around then that a Chinese scientist, uh, yeah, this is too, okay. yeah, go ahead and read that. All right, let's see here. Once again, I need my okay. specs. <clears throat> a Chinese scientist uh, named Li Chen defected Li to the Chin. United States. Carrying a diskette uh, record of China's most important and dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside of the city of Wuhan. And it was the 400th visible, uh, viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Wuhan 400. Actually called the city in China, too, where the plague come, came from. Oh, boy. That's amazing. Good stuff. Every once in a while, you get these really weird sci-fi predictions that mm -hmm. turn out to be sort of true. You know what? Over the weekend, I was doing some cleaning up, and I found a little uh, post-it note where I'd scribbled out my predictions for the 2019 NFL season. Mm -hmm. I predicted the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. I had forgotten about that. Oh, did you? No. Yeah. So, I mean, that should mm -hmm. be making the news right now. Really? Then in August, yours truly. You called it. Yeah, but I won't tell you who they beat in my uh, supposed Super Bowl matchup. <clears throat> Atlanta Falcons. Yes. You stab in the yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons will never win the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. but. Uh, but they could be beaten get, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they'll Bowl get back and, there yeah. and lose. Mm -hmm. One day. So, anyway, congratulations again to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm still happy for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're going through predictions, right? Yeah, it's a little late for that. Well, I'm just saying that mm -hmm. I nailed it in 2019. I nailed a 2019 so prediction. You say. <clears throat> yeah, I took a picture. I tweeted it out. No one could read it. It's chicken scratch. You can relate to that, trying to read my handwriting. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, 888 Also, uh, Oprah, who a lot of people think might jump into this uh, Democrat presidential race. <laughs> if, uh, I guess, if there's a brokered convention, you know, she might be one of the possibilities. We should track... Uh, pl airplane tail numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And see who flies to Milwaukee in mid-July. And mm -hmm. if Oprah's on her way, 
we know that the broker convention up. is probably going to... If if <laughs> Oprah is there and Hillary are there and Michelle Obama... Michelle Obama, they're all going to Milwaukee. Al there. Gore. You can track celebrities' uh, private mm-hmm. jet numbers. Oh. <laughs> well, she was uh, doing a speech over the weekend and uh, something a little frightening happened. Check this out. You have to name it to claim it. So here's my definition of what wellness means to me. This is my definition, not yours, just an idea, because you're going to be defining it for yourself. Mm. Wellness to me means all things in balance. Okay. Balance. And balance doesn't mean this is all things are equal or at peace at all times. Whoop, and she loses her balance oh. quite badly. Ouch. Shoes. No shoes. She blames her shoes there. Oh. But how ironic. She's talking about balance and then, <laughs> and then falls hits the deck. Flat, yeah. Oof. I think she's okay, though. But boy, yeah, that looked like a nasty fall. Yeah. Glad she's all right from that. Uh, then somebody who would have been better off falling, uh, but he didn't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> During happier times, this Aww. is Tom Steyer from last Friday. Aww. Celebrating. Uh, I guess he thought he was, he was in this race good mood. in South Carolina. Here's- <laughs> he was in the race. Oh, no. Oh, wow. What are we witnessing? Drop it like it's hot. Oh, no. I mean, that is... Oh, man. That's on the internet forever, Tom. That's what $253 million earned you. Um, you dancing forever. Ugh. That's not a pr- that's not a good look, man. No, it's not good. So the very next day, yeah, he's out of the race. <laughs> that is so bad. Oh man, that right there is why I don't dance. Right, right there, because uh-huh. I don't want to look like that on the internet forever. Okay, I think we got the idea. Then. Yeah, I think we got it. We're good. What is he's mm-hmm. churning butter? Or something? Awkward, really awkward. That's almost as awkward as some of those Biden videos from the weekend. <laughs> like when he's when he's saying uh, thanks, Chuck, to Chris Wallace. That was good stuff. <sighs> oh man, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, the other pretty big news is uh, that Mike Pompeo has announced that he that the United States and the Taliban have reached a peace deal. After a reaction from the Afghan president, who was apparently not pleased about it, but uh, Pompeo doesn't seem to care. Here's what he had to say about the peace deal with the Taliban. He's just back in the U.S. after signing a deal with the Taliban in Doha. Um, And just that statement alone is kind of amazing. Uh, You were the first U.S. cabinet official to ever meet with a member of the Taliban. I think you actually met with one of the founding members of the Taliban who was involved. I met with a senior negotiator yesterday, yes. You called them terrorists in the past. Do you still Mm -hmm. consider the Taliban terrorists? They have an enormous amount of American blood on their hands. And apparently in a partnership still with al-Qaeda. Nope. They said yesterday, signed a document the gentleman I met with, agreed that they would break that relationship and that they would work oh, alongside of us they said to that. destroy, deny resources to, mm-hmm. and have al-Qaeda depart from that place. And you trust them? Don't trust anything. Good question. We're going to deliver. It's about actions. Mm-hmm. The agreement set out the conditions, it set out the space. But no, this deal doesn't depend upon trusting anyone. It has a deep, complex, well-thought-out, multi-month negotiated verification complex and mm-hmm. mechanism by which we can observe and hold Every member of the agreement accountable will do that. It's not about trust. It's about what happens on the ground, not only yesterday, which was an important day, but in the days that follow. 
the U.S. pledged in mm. this agreement, which is public, as you say, that it will help to get up to 5,000 Taliban prisoners released. The president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, says no way, no how. He, the, nothing like that was agreed to. All this is supposed to happen in the next 10 days. Mm. Did the U.S. agree to help release 5,000 prisoners? You saw what the document says. It says we will work with so all Ghani, relevant... what he's saying is wrong? It says that we will work with all relevant parties to build on confidence, mm. to create confidence, building measures amongst all of the parties, the Afghan government, uh, non-Taliban, and others in the Afghan. We, we want this to be an inclusive process. But it's we want, process, we want women in, we, we want, we want women days. to involve. There'll, there'll be lots of people say things. There'll be lots of noise. Everyone's competing for attention and time in the media. What matters is the actions that we take, the discussions that we had. We have come a long ways. And we have worked not only yesterday while I was in Doha, Secretary of Defense was in Kabul, along with NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg. They made a declaration. There was a commitment from the Afghan government, too. We've made a lot of progress. No one's under any illusion that this will be straightforward. Uh, we've built an important base where we can begin to bring American soldiers home, reduce the risk of the loss of life of any American in Afghanistan, mm -hmm. and hopefully set the conditions so the Afghan people can build out a peaceful resolution to their now what for them is a 40-year struggle. Well, putting 5,000 or up to 5,000 mm -hmm. fighters back on the field is obviously would have a significant impact on, on any of the implementation, one would think. So, are, are, so there have uh, been, expect uh, this there, to there, have, there have been prisoner releases from both sides before. We've managed mm -hmm. to figure our path forward. We'll know who these people are. Yeah. We are working to build out a set of confidence measures that will do for America what President <laughs> Trump has committed. Reduce okay. our cost in blood and treasure and keep America safe from terrorism. I don't think any American can doubt President Trump's seriousness in that. Wow. Thanks, Chuck. Wow. <laughs> uh, strange. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how to feel about that. Releasing 5,000 Taliban fighters. And, okay. Uh, go back to your people. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Trump was very clear on Saturday that if they don't mm. uphold their end of the bargain, we're going back. And then what did he... I think he even used... He, I don't know if he used shock and awe, but basically, in Trump speak, said... We're going to crush you. It's going to be really, really bad if they don't uphold their end of this bargain. It won't be beautiful. It won't be beautiful. <laughs> okay. And uh, it will be loud for them. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the opposite of beautiful, though, mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Uh, okay. Well, I'm all about ending the conflict in the Middle East. It's been going on way too long, and uh, we've lost a lot of blood and treasure, and it is time to come home. And let's stop nation building. But releasing the 5,000 soldiers before that's all accomplished? I don't know. Strange. Interesting. We'll see what happens. 888 900 Oh, no. Greta Thunberg has angered residents of Bristol after 33 thousand of her supporters ruined uh the historic college green in town oh in england huh yep okay greta has annoyed the residents of of this british city after crowds of her supporters ruined their their green you know where they have this beautiful grass laid mm -hmm. out on friday an estimated there it is that's what it oh, used to look lovely. like apparently look at that how nice is yeah it that? is nice okay what are we saying is something oh no and now that's what it looks like Oh, it's like a so, wow, they trampled it dead. Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. There's not one blade of grass left. Gross. There oh, look are. at that turnout. Oh, look at them. And wow. I'm, and I'm sure that that picture Jeez. that we saw was after 
work crews had to go in and clean up all of their trash. Oh, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know it. <clears throat> Friday, an estimated 30,000 people gathered on that college green, mm-hmm. a sacred site throughout the Middle Ages, to listen to the teenage activist speak about the need to reduce the world's carbon footprint and <laughs> save the environment. She's <laughs> such a, uh, a popular figure mm-hmm. in Britain that 30,000 people turn out to hear her speak? That's just crazy. Does she, honestly, honest question, has she seen wow. the inside of her classroom since I don't think she so. was over here? I, I don't think so. She must not even be in school anymore. Drop out. Her supporters' uh, <laughs> footprint did little to preserve the city's famous lawn. Uh, you saw how beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. Show us that again, the transition there, because it's stunning. This beautiful, huge green lawn that they that. obviously take really good care of. It's so nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all kinds of flowers. Before and, and after. after. Looks like this. <laughs> Gross. They just totally destroyed it. Destroyed it just in time for spring. They turned it into a muddy eyesore. Yesterday, social media u- users were quick to criticize the destruction. And a Bristol resident, John Usher, has even started... An appeal to raise funds to repair the green. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good for him. 17-year-old Swede, for her part, who came to speak at the Bristol Youth Strike for Climate event. dropout. Mm -hmm. The Bristol Youth Strike for Climate (laughs) event. Told her supporters, including thousands of children who skipped school, (laughs) we are being betrayed by those in power. He betrayed us! He played on our fears. She went on to say, I will not be silenced while the world is on fire. Oh, okay. Uh, Greta, the world's not on fire. All and, right, yeah. Putin? And if it it's is, not on we didn't start fire. the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world's been, been turning. Turning. And that's a true statement. But some people were less than impressed uh, with one Twitter user saying, thanks, kids. Destroying green spaces? What a gift to the people of Bristol. <laughs> Uh, another added, Greta, Greta and her mates have literally destroyed the college green. Mm-hmm. From Susan Hall, leader of the conservatives uh, on the Greater London Assembly said, This is an utter disgrace. Children being bussed in from all over the country. Great for emissions. <laughs> awesome. As usual, the hypocrisy strikes <laughs> again. Uh-huh. And I would just like to say to Greta, uh, no, we didn't light it. I mean, we tried to fight it. How dare you? How dare you use Billy Joel against her? Sorry. How dare you? Unconscionable. All right. Tomorrow is uh, it's a big one. Oh, yeah. 14 primaries no. and one no. territory. Happy Great New Year. Yeah.